story. Welcome back to another episode of Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. I am your host, and I have my lovely friend, person. Your social distancing partner. Co-host. The person that's keeping you sane the, throughout all of the this. The Roni episode. <laughs> so, as expected, with the self, whatever, quarantining, distancing. The whatever. Wow. We've watched a lot of TV. And so much television. We have watched eight different pilots of Thanks. different things that have come out. Some stuff that we've missed for the most part throughout the year and some stuff that we just recently came out hopefully this helps with something to watch yeah if you're trying to decide what to watch hopefully this helps yeah you figure that out so this is i mean what do we what do we call it like a what roundup it's not the like a quarantine roundup a quarter the quarter roundup the first quarter roundup because this is technically the end of it it's not that cute i feel oh. like you think it's very clever oh, but okay. it's oh, okay. it's really not i thought we were vibing right now my dude <laughs> uh, so- i've heard so many so many like puns off of quarantine that it's not funny what was the what was my pun no well my company like came up with like a spotify playlist and it was <clears throat> quarantunes your company sucks I'm kind of cool. All right, so <laughs> the first episode we're doing is Breeders. That is the new FX, FX Hulu Hulu partner. No, I think it's is this FX. Well, it's just like literally what the, what the deal is. The FX on Hulu deal is that they have the rights to it the next day, the way that Hulu used to. But I think it's like they got the exclusives. But I think it has to do with Fox. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So Breeders, the new FX show with Martin Freeman. About being a dad, but being parents, yeah, like being like, they had two kids, right? Yeah. They were twins, no? No, I think they, they just had just, two yeah, kids. Yeah. So it's it follows these two characters as they like deal with having kids, but it's very like not sanitized and not like yeah, it's, this is the it seems thing very ever. honest, right? That's the thing that yeah. the takeaway from that, but not just honest, like brutally honest, like yeah. raunchy, like they're Throughout the entire first episode, we get the sense that, like, Martin Freeman's character is going to, like, kill himself at any minute, you know? (laughs) But it's also the way he, like, approaches it. Like, when he's talking, there's a scene where he's talking to his dad, and his dad is like, you're a great dad. What are you talking about? You're super nice. And and Martin Freeman's like... Because you weren't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in some ways, this feels like a, you know, like... Someone who had a shitty... Or I don't know. No, but I think it's more that, like, it's somebody that is trying to... I think parents, a lot of the times, are very self-deprecating. Like, they know that they're fucking up their kids somehow. Yeah. And I think it's that. It's, like, the things that you do to fuck up your kids, but also maintain sanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more yeah. than anything, parents are human. Yeah, and I, but it's, like... Yes, I think that's a good way of putting it. And it's, like... They, you know, they're going to say shit. Like, the first scene is him, like, saying that he shouldn't do it. It's not worth it. And, like, you think there's going to be some tension or something. But it's just, like, the kids just being kids. Mm-hmm. But, like, that weighs on the psyche of a parent, I'm sure. And I think even now, I mean, maybe for, like, people watching it now, it might be, it might be like, traumatic because they're dealing with it nonstop. 
versus like this it was you know just like regular kind of dealing with kids growing up yeah i think that watching the show now especially under quarantine might give some people ptsd or like might be triggering because it's like seeing how awful kids can be just by them being little people you know like they're it's not like what they were asking for in the show was like this outlandish thing they were just like being kids yeah but like i I think they really nail that part of like chipping away at like you know or it's like uh, how how children how having children and being a parent really changes you yeah it's like an unglamorous depiction of child rearing yeah because even in the in the episode we see him like before children yeah and like he obviously wanted to be a father mm-hmm. they both wanted to be but like it's the, that disillusionment mm-hmm. with like being yeah but see i appreciate this like this the, like this you know i mean it, it's probably satirical or it's a parody or whatever you want to call it but i appreciate the honesty or the candor of something like this and yeah i appreciated that and especially seeing like martin freeman mm-hmm. just like go full like cockney is it cockney but like just like a you know like a guy Ritchie kind of like character where he's just very like curses a lot and says like made i don't know it felt i mean he obviously has anger issues yes and like that's what he but, but that more was than the, anything that was it's like entertainment i think yeah but it, it, more than anything is that he acknowledges that he has anger issues yeah. and that's a really i more than anything i think it's i keep saying more than anything yeah but more than anything <laughs> but it's the fact that like he sees himself making these decisions as a father yeah and he's like cognizant of it and he can't do anything to stop it and i think that's very scary for him and that's why they probably brought up the like the scene with his dad because he's just like yeah like i it's really fucking hard not to be a shitty dad like you were Mm. kind of shit you know but even then like he's having a conversation with his dad you know like his dad couldn't have been all bad like what because he was there no, they said that they never talked about anything. I mean, yeah, but... They never expressed themselves. It was all, like, passive aggressiveness. But, I mean, in that way, like, he exists in antithesis to his dad. Like, he doesn't want to do the same shit his dad did. But he's he's starting to realize how hard it was <laughs> to not be that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, like... That's... And it also is that, like, moment where... I guess this is all child parenting, but, like, you consider whether or not this will fuck up your child Mm -hmm. and you're just like ah god i don't know i don't know if i should keep going through with it yeah it's like it's easy as a person a childless person to say like oh i'm not gonna do the same thing that my parents did yeah and it's it's just showing it in practice yeah 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 but overall i really liked it oh we didn't even talk about the wife i thought the wife was equally as good it's more like it captures also the i don't want to say like despair but kind of like the giving up kind of attitude <laughs> that sounds like despair but like she talks she gives this analogy talking to one of her co-workers how like living your life is like climbing up this you know this this thing and it, when you're climbing through life it's it's fine but once you have a kid it's like they tied a refrigerator to hold you down as you're climbing and then imagine that times two because she had two kids mm. but I thought, I thought she really nailed that like british kind of you know self-deprecating like i'm not okay kind of shit Mm -hmm. i don't know and it's also a very british show so it was it was a lot of fun to watch Mm -hmm. anything else no it was a lot of fun to watch yeah i agree it was generally funny too Mm -hmm. 
I um, always like because it was a pilot. I kept expecting like something terrible to happen. Yeah. Uh, and I guess something terrible did happen, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. What would you rate it? I gave it a f- four. First episode, four. Four. Yeah, it kind of sets up everything. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, like, and it also sets it up in a way where like it's just you're just gonna see them struggle with raising the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. And how a like four. things can snowball. Yeah. Also, a four is is I'd go with a four for the first mm-hmm. episode, and I don't know how long it'll last. These things. I yeah. How many episodes is the first season anyway? You know, like I think, I think it's, it's ten. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it it would be better just as like two seasons. It could be a mini series, also. Yeah, I would rather it be a mini. Because for sure, this is probably like one of those situations where BBC has it. To, yeah, it's a co-production. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but also British shows go on for a while, but they're just not long. Yeah, or like long. catastrophe. You know, like it's three episodes. But that's Amazon. I don't know. It just I don't know. I could see it going like three seasons, maybe. But I don't know if people have watched it. Yeah. I've seen some posters and shit, but I don't know how long it'll go. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Two, two seasons. seasons. Two, two yeah. seasons. All right. Hunters is the next one. The new Amazon Prime show with Al Pacino, Logan Lerman. It was a... It's one of the new Jordan Peele Monkey Paw productions. Uh, Logan Lerman uh-huh. plays a young adult Mm -hmm. he's definitely out of high school okay uh who lives with his grandmother Mm -hmm. in brooklyn in the 70s his grandmother dies mysterious murdered mysteriously Mm -hmm. and he comes to find out that she was part of a nazi killing syndicate yeah Yeah. and he has his own run-in with a nazi first off let's talk about how long the first episode was yeah how long was it it was an hour and a half. Why? It, yeah. Why was it an hour and a half? There's no reason for it to be. I think I would long. have liked this show a lot more if it wasn't an hour and a half. I think this show needs an editor. Like they could have <laughs> shaved off so much. So much of this just was just like setting up uh, whatever. I, you know what it is? I think I think with shows like this, and this is I guess this is a hot take. I feel like shows that have long uh, first episodes, in some ways, I think hype and clout is 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 around it like it's like oh it's how can a, we how can we edit this down if like these than, people are attached that, to it it's more like there's a it's a spectacle like it's the fact that all these people are attached and like it's like gonna be a big show like amazon's putting a lot behind it so they're mm. trying to make it seem as more than just but know. i feel like it's not even that like hyped i feel like nobody's talking about it it was hyped when it was coming out like when they were announcing all the posters and the trailer like, but even then deal. i didn't seem anything I mean, sure. But like I saw I nobody. It, I saw nobody excited about it. Really, nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And it's been out for a while now. But maybe that's why they wanted to like attract people. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was a stupid. It was like it was too long. It was hard to keep track of everything that was going on. It was they didn't build the character relationships. Or, like, they didn't build the relationships with the characters, so you care about things that are happening. Like, the grandma dying, I was just like, that. I just met her. Why do I care? Yeah, but then he has, like, three scenes with Al Pacino. Yeah, and, like... Why? Also, I don't know. It just feels... It feels tired in some ways, but also, like, not. Like, it's a, it's a fun watch at points, and at other points, it's, like, daunting. Yeah, but it was, like, a... It was a hard 
like slog to get through. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's so long. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first scene, which is like the scene about this guy who is throwing a barbecue, and this woman comes over and she sees him, and she realizes that he's like a Nazi officer, and then she like starts to freak out, and then that turned into like he kills everybody. I like mm-hmm. that. That felt very like I don't know, kind of like yeah, dark comedy ish. Like overall, I enjoyed it. It was well made, I think. Yeah, it just was. What? Why was it so long? That also, just took Logan so much time. Shed this like, I don't know, like high school ish guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely an. As I was watching it, I'm like, this guy's an adult. He's definitely 45 now. Yeah, but why do I still feel like he's in high school? Yeah, like yeah, I feel like he, he hardly escapes it. But okay, so in opposition or like. This show is supposed. I think the closest thing it relates to is like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it's like set in the. It could easily be set in the same yeah. universe as Inglorious Bastards. And this is another. Well, this is the first one of the ones we're going to introduce today of the shows that we watch today that I think it engages with the current kind of presidency and like where the political the, climate. Sure, but I mean, yeah, but more like, why does this show exist? I think it's because, it, I mean, there's so much about, like, Nazis being in popular culture and mm. in culture that this is, like, supposed to be, like, a response to that. I don't think this one engages with it as much as maybe some other. Yeah. Because, like, Inglorious didn't exist at a time where, like, Nazis were, you know, like... In the zeitgeist. Particularly bad, I guess. Well, how long ago was Inglorious? You know, like, extra bad? Because, like, like, now they seem extra bad because there's white nationalists <laughs> and glorious is 2009 it was right before it it doesn't matter but like what i'm saying is this one feels like it had like not not an agenda but like it exists because of what's what's like the external but it doesn't really i don't know what it's saying necessarily except like yeah, yeah i'm cool with nazis getting killed <laughs> we've talked about this before uh and it just seems like wish fulfillment but I didn't like it because of that. Because yeah. again, like it's, it's like making like Nazis out to be like these cartoonish, like supervillains, which they are, but. So my response to that was that, I mean, you're going to heighten all the things to like, you know, I, so I think that the show, what it's trying to do is show that like Nazis didn't just go away after the war ended. Like it's, mm. it, they obviously became more hidden and. They still existed in some way, and I think this is just, like, a fantasy about that. Yeah. And also, like, it, yeah, it answers the question of, like, where were Nazis in between the time? And I think that, for that reason alone, I'm not mad at it. But it's just, like, not super compelling. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, I, I mean, it's fun What'd to watch of, for uh, parts. Pacino. Why? He looks like Dracula. <laughs> the old version of Dracula. From that show? Dracula? Yeah, from Dracula. You ever seen that show? That's a good show. What would you rate Hunters first episode? I'd say a three. It's not bad. It's fine. Three, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Three is fine. It's not like... Maybe a 2.8 even. Just because it's so... I can't get over yeah. how long it is. If you are watching this, I guess... Maybe it's a family show? I don't know. I think it has some elements that are fun. It's just... I don't know. I wonder how much more we would have been compelled if we had watched it, like, you know, <laughs> not on our phones or whatever. Because we weren't, like, super interested. It just wasn't that interesting, I think. 
It's just like a regular premise. Like it's an yeah. easy premise. No, we were like tuned in though. Kind of. But then after a while, it was just so long yeah. that we couldn't just keep watching it like that. Yeah, we kept checking the time. It, like mm-hmm. the time became very apparent. Mm-hmm. How long do you see it going for? Think it's gonna get canceled? I mean, also like I feel like we like Al Pacino has a busy schedule. Probably, maybe he doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'd say two seasons. I feel like this the premise of the show can go on for a while. Because they're just like hunting to... people, yeah. you know? I mean like, it also feels very like League of Extraordinary Men. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, supernatural even. Supernatural or... or even like some parts of uh fucking Guillermo del Toro, like uh Hellboy has some elements of that, mm. I think. Like the the shooting style. Not the mm. shooting style, but, like, the setting. Something about it felt very old, like Shape of Water. Or, like, because uh, Hellboy has that, like, ragtag, ragtag kind of people coming together. Let's move on. So. Well, how many seasons? I said two. Did I not say two? No, maybe you did. I, I don't think it'll go far. I yeah. Think it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll yeah same. Personally. This show and Plotting and America, I think, are two of the shows on here that are engaging with like Jewish identity mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and I think that I point out to you that I think that there is, there's been a lot of like things that are engaging with Jewish identity in that way. I think Uncut gems is that too. It's kind of like Jewish heroes and also like a little bit of history in some ways. Like I feel like you can, there is not m- many things that center around jewish identity that don't engage with history in some way mm. well also uh marvelous mrs Maisel. yeah also very very jewish show yeah. but i mean yeah i feel like those two things like yeah the fact that it's it's because of uh what's going on with the presidency and like kind of all the rhetoric and the nazi stuff like yeah it just feels like shows that are not depicting jewish people in like a negative way or yeah like... also like the anti-semitism people have had to endure like the jewish community has yeah. had to endure also yeah for sure after like during the war and after the war yeah. and like to this day like pe- a lot of people still think like oh like they're jewish like in the united states like they don't experience yeah like prejudice or discrimination sure. but like that's also not true yeah you know? I mean, well, like, and the way that these two operate, um, like, at least in opposite, like, these two are kind of similar in some ways because they talk about, like, what it means to be Jewish in America versus Uncut Gem is, like, just, like, I don't know, like, Jewish excellence in some way. <laughs> I've seen it described as that. Mm. Like, I've seen, I mean, because there's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a Jewish person, but also like kind of like a modern Jewish person, mm-hmm. like not inhibited by like history and things like that that are usually associated with Jewish identity. Yeah, all of that to say, it's like a like a preamble. Yes, all of that to say that this is you know the other show that is kind of similar to Hunters in theme. In theme, uh, Plot Against America. It's a new David Simon show and Ed Burns HBO miniseries based on the uh, Philip Roth novel of the same name about. Lindenberg winning the election. An alternate history. Yeah, an alternate history of Lindenberg winning over um, FDR in the 1940 election right before the war. It was good. Like, I, it was... 
I liked it, but it's it's subtle. Like it's 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 a David Simon mm-hmm. show, so it's more about like you know caring about inner lives and little things like that. They're, yeah. they're really good at like making every character kind of have their own experience mm-hmm. and depicting it on screen. And yeah, this one engages more with the idea of like being a Jewish person in the 1940s and like how you know there was still discrimination there was still like ideas of the rising nazism kind of like in some ways this one feels like a prequel to hunters mm. i mean they're not they wouldn't be so I mean, very separate. very different shows it's completely different, different. genres yeah. but hunters, yeah like they could it technically could also exist yeah. in the same universe like hunters is more like actiony kind of like yeah this is a serious drama yeah this one's a serious drama but it's like the action feels different in the way that like a Scorsese action you know like a, there's way more weight to it mm-hmm. and it feels darker and like grittier mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, The Man in the High Castle kind of Hunters? Just, no 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 Plot Against America Plot Against America hmm. and alternate history World War yeah, II alternate history that. but that one seemed more sci-fi yeah versus this one just seems like there's like light sci-fi yeah. in Man in the High Castle like barely even sci- it's more like a fantasy than it is or not even it's just like an alternate because Man of High Castle was built as kind of like futuristic-ish, no? No? It doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I haven't even seen it. I watched the first episode <laughs> and I didn't like it. But it just, rem- it reminds me of that. Like, yeah. it's an alternate yeah. retelling, like, had the Nazis, Agree. like, had yes. fascism won. It's also not a terribly original idea. Yeah. I mean, these things, like, when the the Red Scare, like, uh, what is that shit? Red Dawn, or like, all those that, that take the U.S.'s biggest enemy and, mm. you know. Um, yeah, this one I thought was, was, was really subtle in the way they presented kind of like what Jewish people deal with at this time. Like Mm -hmm. there's this beer garden of like, obviously it's full of Germans and like they're, they seem to get very apprehensive, not apprehensive, but like they don't accept Jewish people warmly. And like, it's, it shows kind of like the wide array of Jewish experience from, the eld like the the patriarch i guess or like the the father mm-hmm. the, the husband the mom so a little the, kid and then like a a teenager yeah the show itself follows a family yes a jewish family and it shows you the different ways that each of them kind of experience you know maneuvering as a jewish person in the 1940s in mm-hmm. new jersey the dad is obviously very like not obviously but like the dad is proud and like he's he's upset about everything that lindenberg is saying the mom is kind of more worried about her family and like worried about her mom specifically. The kid just, you know, he he doesn't experience it the same way. He doesn't experience the racism the same way. But the kid, the teenager, he's the one that's like he has a lot of aggression that he wants to get out. So because in some ways this this does feel like wish fulfillment, at least the first episode. It had that scene where like they literally just go to the the beer garden just to beat up Germans. Mm-hmm. I think this one's kind of close to Munich in some ways. I didn't watch it. But yeah, I think it's 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 just like it's just a response to like what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can't think of his Lindenberg statements as a reflection of like the statements that are being made now by the president, or you can't think of it. I mean, you 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 can't not think of it that way. Yeah, usually <laughs> with, with stuff like this, you're like, oh, you know, that was a product of the time and like it's different but no definitely it's the same exact thing that's going on now and mm-hmm. it's also this person who's very 
he's got a big personality and like people love him mm-hmm. and this guy like makes this 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 point yeah. talking about it's just like this group talking about the recent radio talk he had given yeah and he's just like he was loved then he's still loved now and it's the same thing with trump like people he loved was a him. celebrity he was a celebrity and that he helped. is a celebrity yeah, exactly and it was it's funny that like that alternate history kind of feels like our history mm-hmm. right now in some ways i know that's like kind of eye rolling <laughs> Everybody, like, everybody thinks, people think that saying, like, fuck Trump or, like, in some shallow ways is, is super deep, but it's not. Like, yeah, it, it's very similar in the way that they set it up. Obviously, mm-hmm. David Simon is very political and he's, he's aware of all these events and how they relate to the current climate. Mm-hmm. The show also will probably explore how, like, communities or, like, bubbles... Mm-hmm. are very willing to think that like things aren't a threat yeah just to maintain like the status quo yeah like you know when trump was elected a lot like us angelinos were very taken aback by it we're like oh how did yeah. the united states elect him after all of this like racist rhetoric yeah and it's just like how these bubbles burst and violence ensues ensues mm-hmm. and so i think that's really fascinating to see but I don't know if it's if it's I'm gonna want to continue yeah. watching it. Yeah, I, f- I felt like it was for you, me. Yeah, but the show itself is really good. It was well made, well acted. Uh, Zoe Kazan is in it from The Big Sick. Yeah, she's great. She's good. I like seeing her in like. I feel like for a while her career was rom coms. Yeah, like rom coms. She was in that like uh, Daniel Radcliffe rom com. Oh, that's right. The What If. Yeah, I feel like that she was slated to be like. A Zoe yeah. Deschanel type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You for know? Sure. So it's good to see her. Yeah. Project. Yeah. And she is a serious actress. Like, yeah, she's sure. written a few. Like, she's a playwright, too. Mm. I think she's married, dating Paul Dano. Interesting. I think they're together. Or maybe they were that, at some point. Oh, okay. But not that that matters. Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited to see her on screen in a serious role. Yeah, I see that. She was good. The kid was good. I don't, just this, this, the setting, like, the, the set pieces were really nice. It was just, like, well shot. It just feels like a fucking, like, they really know how to make shit. Yeah. I like that they're also going to explore how somebody from, like, a well-respected person from the community can also, like, in a power grab side with yeah, other people. Like, they're sure. the rabbi John, John yeah. Turturro. Yeah. Is that his name? Uh-huh. He's like great. He's, yeah, he's in it, too, and he's espousing, like we have to be American. We have to, you know, be this way yeah. they're, they're in order showing, to prosper. Yeah. I think that the, what, what the show excels at is showing the, you know, idiosyncrasies or kind of like the nooks and crannies of being Jewish in a highly political time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's going to be moderates. There's going to be radicals, whatever it is. Assimilation, um, non-assimilation. Yeah. So I would go. I think it's a mini. This is a mini series. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. So, yeah. I mean, well, I go. I, I really like the first episode. I'd go four. Yeah, I'd go four. Four point two or something. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. The Outsider is, of course, of course. Of course, Sorry. my horse. All right, let's move on. So, The Outsider. <laughs> it is HBO's new. Is, that, is it a mini series? Is this Stephen King adapted? Is it book? No. 
It's adapted from something. It sounds like him. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't know that. You know? Okay, so yes. The Outsider is the new HBO show based on the, the Stephen King novel of the same name. I didn't know this was Stephen King. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> There's such a gap between like what you're going to get from Stephen King yeah, it's, just, it's so like there's so many like Stephen King adaptations. Oh yeah, it's like it's yeah. There's so many. It's insane how many there are. I mean, he's a prolific author to begin with, but also like I feel like we just see so much of his content and all of the even, time. Like, realize? Or you yeah. even think about it? Yeah. Um. So the first episode follows this detective and this like I don't know these cops as they they find this body to this. It's a little a boy. Little boy, and people around the the. It's a the, small town. Yeah, it's a small town where a mysterious murder and happened. Where was it? Cherokee City, Georgia. So this little boy's found, and then witnesses around the city are kind of have identified Jason Bateman's character, Terry, yeah. and they're kind of excited to get on there and pick him up. Excited. And then, he seemed kind of excited. Yeah, I mean, like, like it seemed like an make... open and shut case because there yeah. were multiple witnesses. The main detective, which is Ben, Ben Mendelson, he wanted to make a show out of arresting this guy. Because and... it was such a brutal murder. It's such a yeah. small town and it was such a brutal murder. And the person that com- the the main suspect behind it is like a beloved yeah. baseball coach. Yeah, exactly. So they bring him in, but then it starts, the mystery starts to unravel and you don't know whether he did it or not because he has evidence that or he has uh what is it called alibis he has an alibi saying that he was like at a convention yeah and evidence to like yeah. recorded evidence but then there is recorded evidence of both of the fact that he was at two places at once so right off the bat it seems like they're gonna do like a doppelganger thing is that what you're thinking that's what it seems like yeah. i mean it is a good mystery yeah it's like how did this happen because it seemed like an open and shut case it's also very well made mm-hmm. like it's it's very well made. It feels like a like a movie a lot. I also think that Jason Bateman as this character is also perfect because we know that Jason Bateman can be a very lovable, like lovable, like person. Person and like you know you've seen him on screen so many times already as like as yeah. like just in general in pop culture. But you also know that he can be like a sleaze bag. Well, that's what Ozark, and like a bad that's guy. That's why people like Ozark. So yeah, because of that. Yeah. And I think that's that that was genius casting. Yeah. Because you he, like that char- Jason Bateman could be off. both. Yeah, for sure. I think that the the first episode is like obviously, you know, small town crime kind of kind of mm. shit. Mystery. Yeah, it is, but it's also like in some ways I feel like we've kind of moved past some of the murder mystery stuff. Mm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if culturally we've all moved past it but i don't know it's, it's one of those things for me at least when i watched it i was just like you know when these are done well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we're tired of them it's just if they're good they're good mm-hmm. and watching this one i was like yeah it was good like even if i am kind of fatigued with all the true crime stuff yeah and i don't even know this one is a is a is fictional but yeah it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Or like with not, sharp not objects. Fun, but like it was, it was. I feel like I said the same thing with sharp objects. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that... we have so many like true crime stuff yeah. that like we're tired th- of it. And I think sharp objects is a good through line because it's like about this this murder, except this one's more procedural and like about cops and like whatever. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Is that what it was? Unbe- yeah. The I see a through line between this and that yeah. too, in some ways, except it's about a different 
character we're following. This one seems like it's going to be more like a cop triumph than it is going to be like him getting off. Like him getting... It's more about like the process and the mystery behind it yeah. and how he pulled it off exactly. than actually like... Yeah. It's some, the journey. Uh, it's the journey. Yeah, it looks like some dark white people shit. Yeah. Also, like seeing Jason Bateman with that blood is kind of was kind of haunting, like all over his face. <laughs> and the little girl's like, I thought you were gonna say like it was kind of hot. Oh yeah, it was kind of hot. <laughs> I was really into it. I don't know. That's kind of all I have for yeah, this. Yeah. Overall, it was really good. Watch. It's a straightforward I feel show. like you can't talk about it more without giving it away. Without giving, yeah. I feel like it, we're not doing it justice because it was yeah. really good. It was a really entertaining episode to watch and and then uh cynthia Rivio is gonna be she's like the lead i think oh really but she hasn't been ca- well her and uh ben are ben, they gonna be like fbi agents that show up i believe so but mm. i don't know i don't know i haven't seen it yet but yeah i mean this is a cool little mini series yeah and friend. as a first episode i think it was done very well yeah it really uses it really leans on the mystery and it brings you in where yeah, you're like, well what the paced. fuck is happening? Yeah. It was well paced. Like there was like tension right from it the get go. Well shot. It was like interesting things happening mm-hmm. on screen. Where like you know, these these kind of things don't ever need like interesting cinematography. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm a fan. Some dark white mm-hmm. people shit. Yeah, I was not. I might watch it with yeah. you. Uh, I'm usually not a big fan of these kinds of shows, but yeah, uh, yeah maybe. Maybe. I like sharp objects. Yeah. What did you rate it? Four? Do we rate top five ratings? Uh, uh, first episode? Maybe like four and a half. Yeah, I think four, 4.5 is yeah. good. That, was, that's, that works for me. Um, and it's a miniseries? It's a miniseries, so we don't have to do predictions. Mm-hmm. All right. Little America, the new Apple Apple. TV show that follows immigrant communities and seeing them grow up. The first episode. Uh, an antho- uh, anthology series, right? Yeah, it's an anthology series. So every episode follows a different story and it's about, you know, various lives, <laughs> various immigrant lives and inner workings. And it's also they... based on Little America by Epic Magazine. A magazine. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It feels, in some ways, I thought this was going to be. Modern love, but about mm. immigrants instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty similar to it, though. Yeah. Like, so right off the bat, the first thing I'm going to say, this is also the new show by Alan Yang. I, I guess he produced it. He didn't mm-hmm. create it, but yeah, he's the guy who was most known for Master of None. Master of None, and then he did that show uh, forever, forever on Amazon. And this is his new show. I mean, well, Kumail... And Emily Gordon, I think, developed it. But I think this is going to be one of those shows where they're going to allow people to kind of come in and do tell the stories they want mm. different ways, mm-hmm. which is nice. I, I think that's a good platform to have. But I also got renewed for season two already. But mm. I think that the show exists as a show that is directly about race and, you know, immigrant communities in these ways where it's very obvious. And the 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 thing that came to mind for me, the first thing, is High Maintenance, which is a show that I've become really fond of. Like, I'm a big fan recently. Because it's about this white drug dealer who sells weed. And then he they use that as kind of the straw man or the Trojan horse to tell, like, really good stories about 
people of color oftentimes they are about immigrants your niche communities yeah and like hyper specific communities and each episode kind of feels different like it feels different from each other there's like this 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 toss this baton toss when they're gonna like tell the different story um and this one feels like all of that without the pretense or mm-hmm. pretext i don't know of like having no, <laughs> they didn't they don't have like a a white dude as the host. There's no like premise, yeah. yeah. There's no like that. Like sure. there's so they don't, pr- like, there's no primer up. for the audience exactly to like identify like oh this is our lead character this is a person we're gonna follow sure. and then we're gonna explore other yeah. communities. It's like the episode is about uh like immigrant communities yeah. in the United States. And the first episode specifically is about this kid who grew up working at his parents hotel or like motel. small it's small yeah in like north carolina yeah and no, then no, not texas it doesn't matter i don't i don't know it's a small town so small she town. had they had the parents had to his parents had to leave and he kind of just stayed the manager and it shows what he was what it, what it was like for him as a kid dealing with like being a kid working and also just as a teenager who's like not exactly i don't know fulfilled with his life mm-hmm. and it shows what it's like to see his parents for the first time. And it, it is yeah. a really moving show. Like it, mm-hmm. it does really like tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. And, like, it also shows how like children and I've, I've said this multiple times. I just hate precocious children on TV. I feel like they, they never feel like real people. Precocious children just never talk like actual children do actual precocious children. It's always like an adult wrote this thinking that this is what a precocious child would say. Where, I think this show really was able to pull it off. Like the whole episode is about a precocious child and like why he's precocious, like why he's had to grow up and like learn and be and talk like an adult and lose and lose that like precociousness that he had. I think him being precocious in like the first act of the first of the episode is what makes you like him and like he's like this kid who's got like this big heart and like he's just curious about the world but then everything's kind of taken from him and he loses it like mm. i think that the episode is about how jaded he kind of becomes mm. and like he just is has no flavor for life mm. in the same way and he's also like deeply scarred or emotional it's like about the sacrifices children of first generation like first generation americans yeah. face but it's also like a very sweet, sweet story. Yeah, because you still like love your parents, you still want to be with your parents, yeah. but you're also sacrificing your childhood yeah. a lot of the times because you have to because yeah. you're trying to navigate this whole new country that your parents aren't from. Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this one is obviously like also engaging with the rhetoric about immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I mean, this is the, it seems like this has been Alan Yang's project for a while to tell. And I guess, I guess, Kumail, I, I, a lot of these people of color kind of creators are engaging directly with race mm-hmm. and what it means. Cause it is kind of what is demanded. I mean, I don't know what, what we're kind of fascinated with recently, especially in, in media. I thought this one was good. This is one of those cases I think where it probably was going to be bad, but because they got like, people who like actually care about these stories mm-hmm. and it's pretty good like this could easily be like sing-songy but it's not mm-hmm. um yeah it was, i thought it was just like enjoyable watch yeah 
The acting was really great. Yeah. Um, That's what carried it, I think. Yeah, like, if this, if this episode was anything... If all of the other episodes in the season is... I lost if what I was If the first doing. episode is any tell of how good... If any... Te- of <laughs> If the first episode is any indicator of how good... Of how good this, this first this, season will be. Yeah. That. All of that. Yeah. I agree. I think that it was... There was a lot of subtlety in the way that they presented this situation where, like, he can't say no. Like, he still has to help his parents out. And it... It's that situation where, like, you really don't have an option. Like, mm-hmm. you just do it. And also, like, the resilience of children. Yeah. And, and it was so specific, but also universal. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Which was... Which is rare, Yeah, I think, in, in a lot of stuff that we watch all the time. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Yeah, but I loved it, actually. This is like a... I mean... Sorry, so what I was going to say was these things could be a toss-up because it could be bad. Because this, this is essentially like... <clears throat> I don't want to say like woke, but like woke Black Mirror. <laughs> like if, woke Mirror, <laughs> if Black Mirror was woke, you know? Mm. In some way. Isn't Black Mirror kind of woke? Not really. I Well, I'm just saying I don't agree with your uh, analogy of Black Mirror, but okay. Why? Like this it's is just an anthology series. But it's an anthology series about people of color and like these shows can be bad. Like they can be bad because they're more concerned with like being woke sometimes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like at, at this point I think the word woke has taken on this kind of negative connotation. Or not negative, but like it was co opted for so long that now it's just like eh. you know, like people will avoid it for the most part. In some situations. But yeah, this one feels like... Call it... If you don't want to call it Black Mirror, call it a woke Twilight Zone, whatever you want to call it. Like, It's it's like one of those shows, but about... But actually done right. Yeah. And the way that like high maintenance is done really well. And it's it's a lot of it has to do because with like picking people who can tell these stories, but also just like picking good performers to like tell these stories. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you, do you disagree with the woke stuff? No, I I was just talking about like Black Mirror specifically. I just feel like there's a bunch of other anthology series you could. But that's have the anthology chosen. series now. Like that's the gold standard. Mm, now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's no, but on. I agree with like yeah. This is like we could have seen like a woke in parentheses anthology series yeah. out of little america yeah. and we did it like totally escapes mm-hmm. even like the woke moniker i think because it's just about like it just exists mm-hmm. and i think that's yeah it doesn't matter all right so what would you rate the first episode 4.5 the first yeah yeah i'd go four. maybe four point i don't know i really liked it i thought yeah. it was just so well done i did too i don't know how much of this i can watch in one go yeah agreed i don't think i can like binge it yeah this isn't a very bingeable show for me Mm -mm. but it is really well done it's like something you throw on to like hopefully feel a little better this is like you know like you just listen to your first episode of like you know npr your first npr and you're just like i want to pair this with something and then you just throw that on you're just curating yeah media yeah but i mean this one does feel like a distinguished type of show you know like it's not 
it obviously is trying to go after a certain style and message. like NPR listener. I feel like yeah, in was some ways. It this American Life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I feel like high maintenance is that, but because it's about weed, you don't think it is that. Mm. Also, I don't think that many people watch high maintenance. It doesn't yeah. matter. I think that's my catchphrase. For How today. long do you think it's gonna go? I could see it going for a while. Um, season two already got announced, so we don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. But probably three. Three four. seasons, right? Ellen Yang is a busy guy. Seems like. Ah. Uh, moving on. The next episode we watched was Dave, the new. Ooh, why Dickie. are we jumping there? Because we only have three more. Ugh. All right, so Lil Dicky, the new, I mean, Dave, the new Lil Dicky, <laughs> Lil Dicky show uh, on FX. This was horrible. This it, was, like, god-awful. It's so bad. There was no reason for this to exist. None of the fucking shit was funny. It it just felt like one of those shows that was supposed to exist, like, beginning of 2010. Like, it almost felt like The League in some ways, but, like, not as clever or funny or, like, I don't know. It, just, it feels like a show that's going after, like, I don't know. I don't even know what to describe it as. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this already. Like, this should have been on when Little Dicky, like, Little Dicky was still <laughs> Little Dicky. It's funny. Well, we came it's out really... 2016, right? That's when we. we yeah, it's when, like, late 2015. Yeah. This show feels way too late. I mean, I know he's been, like, he just, he got popping after that, and, like, he was big. But this one just feels like they, like, like this exactly, like, we had this conversation with Nora and for Aquafina. Mm. Like, that felt, this feels like they should have gave it to him a long time ago. And a lot of the the jokes and the, the punchlines, they just feel stale. And mm. kind of like, it's just like a guy who is, it's like a literally just like this Jewish dude who wants to be a rapper and is obsessed with talking about his dick mm-hmm. and wants to be black. But also like self deprecate, like self deprecating yeah. all the time. Like he, like he obviously kind of like went to college because he's a little smart. And I don't know. It's, it's just he's. I think this dude, his moment came and went, mm-hmm. and this show is just like a relic. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't like. Why do we even need to? I mean, I, I think he's gonna end up being like a vanilla ice or something. <laughs> if I mean, unless he he ends up staying around for that long he just annoys me yeah he was annoying to watch there was nothing about it that i was just like oh yeah like he's kind of cool or like he's funny it's just the entire time it was like obviously he wrote this for himself and even like the parts where he's self-deprecating and he's like down on himself or like bad things happen to him they're never that bad and like they always turn like he's writing himself as like an underdog when we all know that, like, this is his show. Like, it's named yeah. after him. I mean, there's so many shows about that. Like, and I guess it's funny now. I, this one podcast I listen to called Yeah, But Still talks about it. But, like, Crashing, the show on HBO. I actually really liked it until, like, I think they kind of ruined it for me. Mm. Because they were, like, it's this, like, you know, this old dude writing about how when he first started his comedy career. But he plays himself as his younger self mm-hmm. and like i don't know it's like kind of forcing these comedians to hang out with him or like these women to kind of like sleep with him it's that whole thing that like people used to say you know certain comedians put themselves with people just to be across like hot people mm-hmm. i don't know yeah he's just writing himself in a good he's just jerking himself off mm-hmm. and it's the worst and like also it seems like 
everybody else is objectified. Like, they're just, like, objects, yeah. status symbols for him. Like, nobody feels like a person. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say skip this one. Yeah. Um, Pass. I, I don't know. A one? I mean, I guess. If he, you want to just watch it, just to two, maybe, have it on. It's not the worst thing. He, he can rap well, yeah. I guess. I just feel like this show would be paired with, like, Entourage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> for sure. It's definitely for that crowd. And I think that's what Lil Dicky is. Lil Dicky makes music for, like, fucking yuppies who are want to go to the gym and, like... But who think they're cool. Yeah. And, like, think it's kind of funny. Like, he's just super clever. Like, he's the epitome of comedy. It's just ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Two, maybe. Seasons? And also, it was only 30 No, no, no. Two as rating. Yeah, maybe two like, as rating. Um, also, it seems like it, it's only 30 minutes, but it seemed like it was like two hours long. <laughs> the entire time I was like, how long have we been watching? Yeah. And we had only watched 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go two for Yeah, it's probably going to get two. And then season, I think it'll get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people, I feel like this is something that people would watch though. Yeah. So maybe two seasons. Okay. Two 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 broken TVs, two seasons. I'll say one season and two broken I hope TVs. it gets canceled. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move on to the last, uh, not the last one, but the worst one on the list. I couldn't fucking stand this show. This is worse than Dave for me. It's always Infinite Playlist. The new, I guess it's not new, but NBC's Glee-ish copycat musical musical comedy it's about this girl who has an accident or something happens to her and she can listen to people's emotions through song Mm -hmm. and it's not it's just like i don't know it's not very original i think it was fine it was whatever and it's just it's literally just a vehicle to have people sing yeah and i think that's what glee was it just feels cheap I i don't i don't like it it also feels like it should have come out a few years ago it doesn't appeal to me I think that the the first half You're very upset about when it. it was like not about music. Like not about like let's find a way to just get the song. It it was fine, like it was just like a regular sitcom and then mm-hmm. it became the music thing. I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. It was painful to watch for me cuz some of the singing was not good. It was just cheesy and the parts that were supposed to be like heartfelt were made cheesy because of the music. And then the hip hop song? Oh yeah, like like, the ga- I I mean, the gag was that like it's this tall white dude in a vest with glasses and that's the song that he's singing but that isn't funny that's not that's not a funny gag yeah. that's a that's a, that maybe would have been funny years ago this is boring yeah that one also feels kind of yeah like it's it's out of place mm-hmm. but i feel bad because i would i really like um the, the main, main the main the main actress yeah, I like want her. I I like her as an actress. I think she's. I loved her in Suburgatory. I really liked that show. I was sad when it was canceled or when it ended. Yeah. Uh, I also one, like Skylar Aston, the mm, her best friend in that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I yeah, this wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm just gonna go one. Yeah. I, did, I wasn't. For I me. wish it was more like Crazy Ex Girlfriend. But that's like a club. That's a that's a show that realizes how corny a lot of this shit can be. Yeah. Well, that's why. Like if. If the two things that we're comparing it to is Crazy X and Glee, I wish it was yeah. more like Crazy X. Yeah, it was whatever. I um, hope it gets canceled. That's my prediction. Yeah. One season. 
the neighbor who like helps her out with stuff. She's like a DJ. That person came out in Glee. She came out in Glee. So she's actually like a cast, a Glee cast member, essentially. Gotcha. She sucked too. All right. So the <laughs> next, the net, wait, how oh, long do you see it going for? Uh, broken TVs. Two, two broken TVs. Okay. One, one broken TV. Two, okay. two broken TVs. Mm-hmm. And it might get canceled. It's probably already canceled. <laughs> Sounds like they poured a lot of money into it. Uh, it was all over the fucking place. Let's move on to the very last. Did you give anything? I did. What I did said, I say? hope it gets canceled and I give it a one. Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Moving on to another redhead. Moving on to another redhead. Michelle, pick the one that sounds better. The transition that sounds better. <laughs> um, I'm not okay with this. The new Netflix show about a teenager going through puberty who encounters telekinetic yeah, it's abilities. Like, it's like Carrie, but if it was awkward. Yeah, she's like way random. Yeah. I just feel like the awkward thing has kind of ran its course. Like that 2007 8 era. Like the Michael Sarah, all that shit. The 2000, the fucking awkward-ish or like era. Juno. It's just over. Like, I don't, I don't know. This one... I don't know what it what it's trying to do. We we said that it was like trying to be that one show. Um, uh, the end. The end of the, the fucking end of the world. fucking world. But also like like the color palette is very much the end of the yeah. fucking world. But she's also very pale. Yeah. <laughs> and the main characters in that show but were like, very pale. So right off the bat, she's like, "I'm just this white girl. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing special about me, and I like it. Yeah, like that. But like, she specifically says, there's, I'm like a regular ass white girl.'" And, like, saying that to me, the audience, hello, um, what? Why would I care? I don't give a shit. Like, what? I, yeah, you're can right. Can you, can you repeat that, though? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, okay all right. Like, maybe this one isn't for me either, but I just, it just felt like nothing interesting was happening that much. Yeah. I just, I don't know what, what, what I'm in it for, what people are in it for. I guess the power's... That the hinted at powers at the end are yeah. supposed to be the thing. I think overall, though, I think the episode was fine. Yeah. Um, it just seems very, like, young adults. Yeah. It almost feels like it's, like, based on a young adult novel. Yeah, but not as, like, I don't know. Not as, like... I don't know, you're doing this thing with your shoulders. Not as, like... Uh, it looks like you're vibing, my dude. I feel like a lot of the young adult stuff feel very, like... I'm going to learn something. Like, I'm about to learn something. You're like, this is a a life lesson for me. You know, like that kind of shit. I can, maybe that's just John Green stuff. Well, (laughs) that was a funny sound. (laughs) (laughs) I think young, a lot of like young adult stuff is like growing up, Yeah, you know, just coming, coming of age, coming of age stories. And that's what this is like. Oh, she started off like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm very special. There's nothing special about me. And like at the end, she's going to be like, Oh wow. I guess I am special. Yeah. And like, I I have self-esteem now. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, bro. But even like, I'm even the fact that like, they know that it's like a carry homage. And then the first scene is her, like, the first scene that we see of her is, like, drenched in blood in a white dress. Like, Carrie. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just... Why? It's cheesy. It's cheesy. There's no, there's no nuance or subtlety. You know? I mean, yeah, I guess it's true. But it's more like, for me, 
It's just like, who is this for now? I it's mean, for teenagers. Okay. That's who fair. are social distancing right now and have nothing else to watch. Because <laughs> Netflix totally predicted they, they it. They knew that. They knew it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, how are we doing on the... Uh... The social distancing yeah, campaign. Yeah, it also, it also like, <laughs> takes place modern day, right? Yeah. But it feels like it's set in the 90s. Yeah. And, like... Which is also what the end of the fucking world did, too. Like, you didn't... You couldn't really place the time period it was in. Yeah. A lot of shows are actually doing that, I think. Um... Sex Education also did a very similar thing where they're like wearing like 90s attire. It looks spooky. Mm. Yeah, it just feels like this is it's this little white girl who has a chip on her shoulder. And I just don't know why I'm supposed to care. Because mm-hmm. I've seen these stories so many times. Yeah. It's like. I think I'm going to watch though. I mean, I I'm going to continue watching. I'm fine. Just because I'm a sucker for young adult coming of age stories. Yeah. I, I don't it know. was fine. I think, I think I'm just kind of over it. To like the awkward. Mm-hmm. This, this seems like a, I don't want to say a relic, but more like a product of the awkward era. Like she's, she's going through like, she's angsty. Yeah. But I think Netflix is pushing for like more teenage content. So end of the fucking world, I think is teenage content. Sex education is teenage content. Mm-hmm. This is teenage content. I'm sure there's the like other stuff. That like watches it the most? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is for like... Uh, people who want more from stranger things but like but like not so dark yeah or not so like sci-fi yeah not about like aliens and shit or i guess guess more moodier yeah it's moodier than that i mean yeah it's not bad at all it's fine it's just kind of like it's the same formula also kind of like edge of of 17 yeah but like it's the formula of like the nerd kid who hangs out in the fucking restroom doesn't have any friends and like just some you know something happens to mm-hmm. yeah it's fine it's, it's, it's nothing bad i thought overall the first episode was okay it's just like it's just tired tropes that we've seen yeah like it's okay. nothing new and it's not refreshing at all to watch it's more like this is a teenage show about teenagers oh 13 reasons why also teenagers but that one felt more young adult. This one felt like it was young adult, but trying not to be young adult. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, that one felt directly like, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I think just, like, again, I think Netflix is trying to chase, like, that demographic still. Yeah. The 13 Reasons Why demographic. Like, you're already here on Netflix, like, watch all of these other teen centered shows that we have mm-hmm. is she supposed to be bi is that her thing she's supposed I to be bi know, right like it seems like she's in love with her best friend yeah but it's it's that same thing of like your best friend saved you and like i was a nerd but like my best friend taught me things yeah and, and also her best friend is is black yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. she's the only person of color we see oh i think she has a few like people of color classmate yeah. minority classmate it's yeah it's very much that thing of like she taught me how to live life yeah you know like it's, it's like i was just like an average white girl but like my black best friend makes me different oh yeah and uh <laughs> i kind of have powers <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right what do you what do you would you rate it a 3.5 yeah it's fine it's fine three and a half 3.2 it's yeah fine. it's not bad at all yeah it's, it's fine 
I I think it'll go. It'll go on for a few seasons. Yeah. Three. I feel like it's it's this is kind of like the the machine. Like this is like the Netflix machine. Like it feels very Netflixy. Yeah. But also, like, it got a lot of hate right off the bat. So who well, knows? Yeah. Like, it people were did. very like, we're not the only ones to say this. Like, but also, for like, we have to think about trailer. how that's like our bubble. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> that's our bubble who are just like, our tired, social media bubble. <laughs> tired of like um, these just seeing white girls being centered around these things. Yeah, being lay random. Yeah, she's fine. I don't know. I, the thing is about these these shows uh, is oftentimes the side characters are more interesting mm-hmm. and like we meet the friend and she's like yeah this show should have been about her <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke I, I don't really care about her either yeah i would say two seasons two three seasons yeah three seasons two three seasons honestly it's hard to like even give predictions for all of this because we don't know how anything's gonna go uh-uh. we don't know i mean maybe netflix like numbers are boosted now that everyone's inside but who knows a lot of people are watching a lot of stuff yeah okay how long did you say two three seasons okay three seasons probably let's move on to the last one and i think the best one really briar patch better than the other ones we talked about plot against america outsider oh yeah oh yeah you really yes 100 percent. what i i thought you liked it but not that much like i like outsider but it's about true crime and true crime like you're not gonna like everything necessarily uh-huh. but this one is like this is right up my fucking alley briar patch is like it's kind of dark comedy like it's kind of like you know sharp in terms of like dialogue mm-hmm. and it's, there's like an interesting story going rosario on. dawson and it has like a latina as like the main character yeah it's this is like right up my alley. yeah the premise and it's sam esmiel yeah it was just like the premise is like off like just right off the bat it's kind of like, it seems like it's a normal story, but also it's not. Yeah. Like, it takes place in a small town in Texas, mm-hmm. San, ben- San Beneficio, nicknamed Saint Disgrace. And, like, recently, the local zoo had a giant escape yeah. of, like, all of the zoo animals. It's like and a it's very hyper-specific cr- thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this, when I when I heard the premise, I'm like, what? Why are there random wild animals roaming around? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's. I think the main thing about the show is that it's like really surreal, and like darkish, greenish, yeah. kind of like. So we find Rosario people. Dawson's character who grew up in this town, coming back after being gone for eight years. Yeah, and her uh, sister had died in a car bombing. And mysterious under mysterious circumstances and so she's back she's actually like she's like a she works in politics she's basically an investigator but we don't really know we just know she works for like the government it's like if sharp objects but she wasn't like a fuck up yeah she's like actually (laughs) she's a badass right off the bat like straight up yeah she kind of reminds me of like i know you never watched it but she reminds me of um Olivia Pope, like uh, mm. a scandal. It reminded me of Vida. Mm. Yeah, comes that, yeah, back yeah. To town where, yeah, yeah. You know, family like, member, or whatever. It's trauma in the yeah. town. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that this was just like it's a lot of. There was a lot going on, and it was. I don't know. It's just. It's just like all these twists and turns going on. It was. Uh, it felt like a black comedy or like a. Dark it reminded comedy. me of like Twin Peaks. Yes. Or. Yes, and... And, like, it's surrealist elements. 
and like and also like the like mm. mystery behind it like somebody died yeah maybe i don't know the thing so i've never said this but twin peaks always felt like a tv show in a lot of ways <laughs> well it was a tv well, show because it's dated and i watched it when it was already dated mm. like it feels very much like a it feels like david lynch making a tv show mm-hmm. which is like not necessarily like a movie yeah. I'm, I'm explaining it very poorly well but like, like twin peaks was david lynch before he became david lynch sure right like yeah. it was like right before he like got like that pop culture status yeah. of like the weird the weird director dude yeah but like briar patch doesn't necessarily feel like a tv show sometimes it mm. feels like a, it feels i mean it feels like a miniseries on like a i don't know like a fucking or either amc or fx or even like hbo mm-hmm. but also there's this edge that i don't know where they would sell that to mm-hmm. like it has the edge of maybe like an, a, sh- a showtime show mm-hmm. maybe a star show but i don't know it's, it's just it's just a strange show it's hard to kind of even know what it's kind of like because there's like noir elements there's fucking like uh the black comedy elements there's even cr- crime elements that yeah. reminds me of like as you said true detective did you say that? No, I said Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. It reminds me of True Detective, and it also reminds me of Snatch. And mm. also, you said Fargo. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of all these shows that, like, engage with violence and, like, family, and I don't know. It, it, it's also, it, it feels like a fucking cool show. Like, she feels mm-hmm. really cool. She feels, like, cool to watch. Yeah. Oh, it reminded me of True Blood. Okay. Just because, like, in the... In that the sweatiness. It's, a, it's so sweaty. Everybody's so sweaty all of the time, and I really appreciate when I see people sweaty on screen yeah because it's hot in texas yeah um but i think that adds to like the surrealist elements of it you know like it's hot all of the time like it feels like a fever dream you know like are you actually seeing these are you actually seeing a a lion down like the corridor or is it just the heat playing like a trick on you i think the one that most obviously it's like the correlation or like the through line is uh on becoming a god like Mm -hmm. alligators are using that Mm -hmm. as like a symbol of texas but also of like or florida danger florida excuse me what did i say and and on becoming a god yeah on becoming a god in 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 central florida Mm -hmm. the kirsten dunce kirsten dunce which we also recorded an episode go listen to it please thank you um yeah there's these, these shows that engage with like those symbols, we get animals as symbols is, is mm-hmm. very much a big part of this. Um, and that show did it with alligators as like fear. Or yeah. Whatever it it's like the, like wilderness is like constantly encroaching on civilization. Yeah. You know, like pri- primal, whatever. Yeah. Also just like, it could be an omen. Yeah. Like an omen of bad things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the last thing we see is a bomb going off. Close to her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, she, yeah, she's, it's just like she becomes this like impromptu investigator finding out about her sister. But she also has an agenda because she's working for like yeah. a senator. So it's it's all that. And it seems like it's, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where you you find out how, how like deep yeah. the plot. Or Everybody the has an agenda. Goes. Everybody has something and you don't really know what they're after. Yeah. And that's what makes the first episode so intriguing. Because even though we get to know more about her more about the world we don't really actually know her 
uh, Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah. We don't know any of the characters at all, really. We just know that we met them and we had, like, they had conversations with each other yeah. and they have a past, but that's it. Yeah. And I think that I want to know more about Rosario Dawson's character. Sorry. I want to know more about this, the town and, like, why are there zoo animals everywhere? Yeah. And I mean, it's an interesting first. Is there anything else thematically? Sam, Sam Ismail was behind it, but, like, does it have ele- like a through line with Mr. Robot and that like, I think the shooting, the way they shot it. Yeah. But I don't know if they did that on purpose or if like Sam Esmail has anything to do with that or if, even if he's like involved. Yeah. He's, I think he's just producing it, mm-hmm. but it, it, it does feel Mr. Robot ish in some ways. Like not as like uh distant, socially distant as that mm-hmm. show is, but in kind of the darkness of the show and kind of the seriousness or like the grave nature of a lot of these characters i had a good time watching it it was one of those shows where like i was like all in watching Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. in the way that some of the other shows were like either too serious or um yeah this was the one i enjoyed watching the most yeah i yeah like what 10 minutes into it i was just like this is this is it like i'm excited to be watching it really good yeah i'm like oh my god like (laughs) I need to pause right now because this is really good. Yeah, literally. That That's actually that. what I did. Yeah. That was a clip that we spliced in. <laughs> All right, we're done. Um, How long do you see this going for, sir? Wait, where is it? Like, one would. Oh, uh, USA. Where can we. Oh, really? I feel like. That's probably why Asmael has fucking pulled her because he. Yeah. Because of that. I feel like USA is like a dying network whatever it's called channel I mean, they had a robot yeah and nobody was Suits, really watching people were talking about it but nobody was watching yeah, it that's true and i don't think anybody's watching briar patch either but they want like, which is a shame because yeah. it's such a good show mr yeah. robot was amazing also yeah it's a lot and i don't know i think maybe they're just going for the prestige thing but mm-hmm. like I prestige like, doesn't necessarily bring you viewers i feel like they were trying to do it like amc was doing with like yeah, they Mad were definitely Men trying to, yeah. They're Breaking trying to, like, uh, you know, when inc- they're trying to in- in- uh, incubate mm-hmm. Sam Esmail to be, like, mm-hmm. one of those guys. In the same way, I think Noah Howley became for, that for, for, for Fargo. I mean, for FX. FX. Um, yeah, agreed. But I just feel like they're not... The shows that they're that also, they're taking, they're, they're doing are good, but... Yeah, we should also say that Briar Patch was created by Andy Greenwald. <laughs> and it was not Sam Esmail. I don't know why we keep talking about him, but it was... Uh, but, I mean, yeah. he's behind something. Yeah, like, yeah, he's... Yeah. He has a credit in there. Yeah. And the author of this premiered at TIFF. TIFF. Which is odd, right? Yeah. Because that's a film festival. Well, this fool... Andy Greenwald is your boy. From oh, the from Ringer. The Ringer. That's the guy from the, the Ringer, Ringer Network. Yes. My boy. Yeah. So they talk. They talk about Briar Patch a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. But rate it. What would you I rate give it? it a four point five. Okay. Four point eight. I don't know. It was really good. Yeah. I was surprised. As it's you not know, a perfect first episode. No, but as you know, like this is not my kind of premise. Like no. this is not my kind of show. Uh-huh. And so for me to be so into it right off the bat, yeah. I think is very impressive to me. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of elements that really work for the show, I think. Like, uh, I think even the kind of the levity, and I think the dialogue was a lot of the the shit, like, the, the reason why I was in. 
Mm-hmm. The setting was fun. The colors, like the saturation. I don't know. It, it was just a good show for me. It was fun to watch. I didn't really think about it too hard when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And it was like... But I also do think it's one of the shows that demands your attention. Yeah. But like, you're like going to miss, like, a small it. detail yeah. and, like, it'll come back later. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um, I think that's it. Oh. How long do you see it going on for? I'd say four. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably, like, two seasons. Five seasons? I, I don't know. What? It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I, I who knows? definitely, like, in the... I don't know. How it's now gonna I'm go. confused by the fact that it's described as an anthology series. Yeah. Let's say maybe I'll it's say, because like Rosario Dawson can't like commit to yeah. a full thing because she's well she has nothing now yeah but she doesn't have what does anything. she have I don't know she's dating Cory Booker <laughs> she was getting ready oh. to be the next the what is it, the first lady who's getting ready to be the first lady I don't think anybody thought <laughs> that Cory Booker even she didn't think Cory Booker yeah. she was like a Bernie. She was a Bernie she bro was like all the way. Die hard Bernie. <laughs> she felt the burn. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it, my dude. It's crazy how much TV we watched in the last few days because of this craziness that's happening around us. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I I don't like when people say shit. Like what I just said? No. More like <laughs> my instinct right now is like, yeah, I hope you guys are staying safe, but like. Oh. The fuck is me saying it? Gonna like. In case you haven't heard. In case you haven't heard, uh, wash your hands. <laughs> Be safe. Um, stay home. Stay home. All the things. Also, don't like, touch your face. If you're thinking, like, if you're kind of bored right now, and like you want to make a quick buck, just like you know, there's a lot of people online that'll give you some tips on like how to make a quick buck during the quarantine. <laughs> Or, like, practice self-care during this time. Fuck that. Fuck all those people. And fuck this stupid virus. (laughs) You know why? More than anything. You know why? Because it's vi... Us. (laughs) (laughs) I said that wrong. I saw the look of panic in your face when you, like, realized what you did. (laughs) Ah. Ah. Anyway. All right, guys. Peace. All right, Michelle. Peace. Bye. Why did I say bye to Michelle? (laughs) 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 Stupid as Michelle.